Hey, so before we get started, I wanted to talk to you guys about Disney Plus. Now, I know by now you've probably heard about Disney Plus, the new streaming service that includes Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and National Geographic. With all these amazing brands in one place, Disney Plus has one of the most incredible libraries in the entire streaming landscape, and it's all ad-free. From classics like Snow White to today's blockbusters like Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame, the content on Disney Plus is truly unparalleled. And if all that isn't enough, Disney Plus even has originals like The Mandalorian, the first live-action Star Wars series. So don't miss out. Go and sign up today and start streaming and tell them Hayes sent you. What's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Awaken Soul Podcast. And I have a I have a special guest this week. My son, Xavier, my oldest, my 15-year-old son, my baby boy, my firstborn, is in the building this week on the podcast. And uh, we'll get into just a father-son conversation. Um, then outside of that, I'll be giving uh, tips on how to stay inspired and to avoid burnout as a creative. Um, and this is a topic that was requested of me because I do so many different podcasts and so many different things. Somebody asked that and said it would be good to give tips. Um, so I'm taking that uh, and, and making it into a topic on this week's episode of The Awakening Soul. How rude of me. First off, I'm your host, Hayes. This is The Awakening Soul Podcast. If you're not following the podcast, make sure you're doing so at Awakening Soul Pod on every social media platform. Also check out our Facebook group. That is The Awakening Soul Podcast discussion group um, where I'm going to be po- posting more topics to actually start conversation there. Really, my Facebook group up until this point has really been kind of a way for me to post and then share and in, 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 um, my podcast and stuff. But I'm actually going to turn, since it is a discussion group, and since a lot of the topics that we have here are built around spurning thought, conversation, and being thought-provoking, I need. I feel, I feel like I wasn't utilizing that uh, the best way that I should have been. So I'm going to be taking that and uh, utilizing that Facebook group a little bit uh, better going forward. So make sure you check us out there. If you want to follow me, uh personally you can do so at ceo hayes at ceo h-a-i-z-e and so i already kind of did my little prefacing of what we got going on in this week's episode of the of the podcast it's going to be a really fun one with my son and like i said giving inspiration but before we do that i'm going to jump into my dark and twisted crazy ass mind uh this week on the uh in the mind of hayes segment i want to just talk a little bit about the dr fauci um uh emails that leaked out and kind of how uh, the right wing is trying to take that and turn that uh, conversation into something completely different. So we'll be talking about that uh, right after this intro music that's about to start right about now. I'll catch you guys after this. The following is a Breaks Media podcast. You are now listening to the best podcast in the world, The Awakened Soul, hosted by my daddy. So we're in my mind. And so in this week's episode, uh, I know everyone's seen it, it, it was trending. Of course, Dr. Fauci lied and all of this. And so the one thing that I always say is that a lot of times in our community and in culture, American culture in general, and period, everywhere culture, people read headlines, read hashtags and take the social media posts or because there's such large outcry and so many people are saying it and kind of run with it as truth without um, checking some of it now. A lot of the emails have leaked. And for anyone who's kind of paid attention, I don't think anything in there has really surprised some people. But of course, because the right uh, wing is, is they're really grasping for something right now. Like Trump not winning the election. Uh, we first, it, it's been a trickle down effect, right? Some of his biggest supporters have 
completely lost their shit, didn't know what to do, uh, turned conversations different ways and everything after that, and really are trying to figure out what they're going to do. Um, you know, over at the Daily Wire, uh, they just fucking crazy. Um, so, but outside of that, and and as that's kind of, it's gone on and continued, you see more so the Republican Party um, now, in general, just trying to really grasp for something. I think they even created their own social media, and I can't remember what it's called now off the top of my head. I can't remember, but it's like a, a right-wing version of Twitter. Um, but nonetheless, the way that this has turned, like, literally, oh, Dr. Fauci lied and Trump was right. If you really look at the facts, everything, this is, this, none of this should be surprising to anyone. He didn't really lie about anything. Some of the, the information changed as we've gotten more information about COVID-19 and the virus itself and what's been effective, what hasn't been effective. Um, and I'm not going to run down a whole list of like the things that were pointed out that were wrong that actually weren't because what I want to do, and I always talk about doing your research. I'm going to point you to one of the resources that I use religiously especially with political things but kind of just in general when something comes out uh with news and everything is this website called factcheck.org and why i think why this is such a bit like a beneficial for anyone who's a creative anyone who you know kind of doesn't have time to go to all these different news websites and see what's being said on one versus the other to try to disseminate um, if you really go there, they give you basically everything. They basically outline what's being said by the mainstream media, and then it breaks it down in the next paragraph and says why it is either factual or fiction. They really break it down, and even they'll break, break it down to the point where it's, hey, it's a partial truth. This is the part that's right. This is the part that hasn't been substantiated. Um, and it's overall, I think, it, it's, a, it's a great resource for people who want to stay abreast. And like I said, especially creatives, like creatives who who kind of sometimes are afraid maybe um, to speak about certain things because it's just, just they don't have all the facts. It's really a one-stop source research. Um, it's one-stop uh, source for, yeah, for you to really find a lot of this information out. Like they even, they even cite their sources and why. So it's really, really good. There's a couple of, there's another one like that that I don't have off the top of my head. That's another fact check one. That one's more just political based. If I, if I remember to do it, I'll put it in the description so you guys can go, but I'll definitely put factcheck.org in the description as well. Uh, just so you guys can, like I said, just really makes it easy um, to, to, to find some of this. And especially with like this, the shooting in Minnesota, how, you know, some of it, it was said, Oh, and I saw the, the, my first initial time of seeing that conversation on social media was really just someone saying oh well he they found empty cases in his car he let out shots it's his fault that he lost his life which none of that has been proven at this point um but stuff like that is also on there as well and so especially like when you're like i said when you're talking about politics or if you're talking about something like shootings and you know versus what's being said in the media versus what's actually been proven and released so far it's a great and powerful resource for that and uh, it's one that i use uh quite often especially more so over the last year year and a half i've really been uh, using that more and then still other like and I, as this I, this is something that i don't want to drill home as well never trust just one place because there is so much so so much out there like so factcheck.org is kind of one that i go to really all right see what's being said get some of the other facts but then i'll still go and and, and check a couple of other places as well just to see kind of what's what's what what else is out there to make sure that fact check because factcheck.org may have not been updated it's maybe maybe it was something going on there where the website ha hadn't been updated in a couple of hours maybe new new information has come out so it really just 
Use it as a jumping off point point in one of your places of research. Don't use it all as like I said, I know I said it was a one-stop shop, but I mean one-stop shop to kind of catch up. Um, but still just make sure. And I and I, and it says the last time that it was updated. So like when you go on these specific articles or these specific topics, it'll say eight hours ago, it's 12 hours ago. So that way, if you've kind of heard that new things have come out and you see that that factcheck.org hasn't been updated in a few hours, then you know that they probably don't, uh, or in a day or so, they, they, they don't have the most recent information. So you can kind of continue to use this. So that's what I wanted to point out with that. But as far as like the Dr. Fauci emails, I think I've said it, if you didn't get my opinion on it, um, from what I said earlier, none of this was surprising. None of this at all. The whole Fauci is lie thing is just, in my opinion, it's it's uh, the right trying to, to grip on to whatever they can to try to point shit out. And so uh, we, we, we know even when Trump was in office, like it's always seemed like it was kind of a combative thing with Dr. Fauci and his facts. And, um, you know, and that's one of the, the issues with the with the previous uh, regime and the people that were in office is that it seemed like to me, that they wanted to be magnified rather than it being the facts being magnified or what's actually going to help people. And so I'm just glad to see, um, you know, I'm glad to see that the emails did come out because a lot of the stuff actually, in my opinion, like we're actually reading it and looking at it, a lot of the stuff that was said uh, that Dr. Fauci has said, it kind of solidified a lot of what he's been, what he went through and, um, and how his thought process evolved over the course of this pandemic. So uh, that's my opinion on that. Uh, during this this in the mind of hay segment and so like and i know i kind of touched on it um before then and you know unfortunately there was another uh fatal shooting in minneapolis and um i think i said minnesota earlier but it's uh minneapolis and as of right now there has been no video release from the shooting um and and this one involved uh u.s marshals not just the police officers so um and it's unfortunate we talked a little bit about it we talked more about mass shootings um on the breaks radio this week but it's unfortunate that not really much has changed right and this has been something that has continually gone on and been been evident like as much as as much as we there's outcry as much as there's um you know the social media notice unfortunately right now stuff isn't changing uh not at the rate that it should have should be in my opinion and many others but this is this highlights why when people ask for like police reform and they have those type of conversations, um, this is why you're seeing it being so passionate because the shit is not fucking changing. And so when you when you have such like high alert and, and a constant stream of this shit, it's it's upsetting. And, you know, I'm going to wait to talk as more facts come out before I, I really dig into this. That's why I'm, not, I'm touching on it, but not really getting into it. But overall, loss of life life is always unfortunate. It's always unfortunate. Um, and so, you know, as the facts continue to come out with that, we'll, we'll talk about it more. We'll see what's going on there. Um, but you know, that, that's, that's it on, on the, uh, on the, in the mind of Hay segment this week. Well, one thing, so both of those topics were political and heavy. Um, the one last thing before I go, and this is something that is personal to, well, not personal, but I, I talk about music a lot on the breaks radio and we'll probably do a whole review of the album. Um, but Lloyd Banks dropped a new album. And all I can say is, as someone who was a former Lloyd Banks fan um, and who saw the promise that his career could have had, um, it's refreshing to see him drop an album like this and you can feel the maturity in it. Um, no G-Unit politics, just bars and good music. So if you're someone who um, is just a fan of hip-hop, right? Of, of hip-hop, I'm, I don't know. There's not going to be any club bangers or nothing on this. Just pure hip-hop. Go and listen to the Lloyd Banks album. That's the, my last little 
piece of things that are in my mind uh, before we we continue on. So uh, we're going to jump in after a brief break. We're going to jump into the conversation between me and my son. It runs about 16, 17 minutes. Um, unfortunately, there was an audio issue um, in it. So the audio isn't as crisp as what the rest of the podcast will, will be to. Um, but I feel like it's a great conversation with just father and son and him talking about uh, his first year of freshman, being a freshman and uh, what it was like to be a freshman and start high school in the midst of a pandemic and not being able to physically go to school. So it, it's just a great conversation between me and him. As always, timestamps will be in the description. Um, like I said, there's a slight audio hum, hiss, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I couldn't quite get it out, even with my audio editing. And for some reason, while before we recorded, it sounded fine. Um, but I do want to preface I, audio. I, they call me the audio quality Nazi. Audio quality is one of the biggest things that we focus on here at The Awakened Soul, and I always want to deliver the best audio possible. Um, and I thought about re-recording it, but just because of the nature of the conversation was free-flowing and natural, I didn't really want to sit down and have my son re-record that and us go over it because it wouldn't have been the same. You get to see his goofiness and us cutting jokes at each other, so I didn't really want to take that that specialness out of it. Um, so hopefully you can you can uh, bear with us through that, but we'll get into, into that um, right after this break. And then the other side of that, we'll end this podcast with me uh, giving some pointers on how to avoid burnout as a as a creative and how to stay inspired. We'll see you guys right after this. Listen, I'm really excited for this one for anyone who knows me knows how much i love my kids me and my daughter amaya did an episode uh, called more like than different it's honestly one of the best episodes i think i ever produced but um my oldest has not been on you have been on the podcast before but it's been a while so we're gonna go ahead and introduce my oldest son my 15 year old xavier johnson is in the building what up hayes nation <laughs> you're so funny son <laughs> um it's a gift mm. it's a straight gift fair enough fair enough so <laughs> I mean, I don't. Do you have any anywhere you want to start at? Not, not, not nothing I have in particular. <laughs> okay. Well, first, I got I got a couple of questions that I want to ask you. First up, first year of high school. What uh, was it? What was it like? Because I think like we we've heard teachers. You know, some kids have talked about it, but what was it like starting high school? Something that's so new, in the midst of a pandemic. It it was very different. Half of, half the school year we weren't even in the at the high school for real. So it was like by the time they started blending the schedule, which is in per- the first in person schedule, we used to shut up Simba. <laughs> it it felt like the first day of high school, and then the next thing you know, it's already summer. Yeah, where did the time go? <laughs> I can't. I really can't even imagine just how difficult that probably um, that probably was for you. And the reason why I say that is because, like for me, I know high school was already a difficult transition for me. Right. And I didn't have to worry about high school in the midst of a freaking pandemic. (laughs) So like like and then I think, too, like when you when you start high school, it's already like I said, it's a transition period. Um, And then you kind of feel out of place because there's like, where is everything in school? Now, you didn't have to worry about that. But do you feel like you weren't as connected with like your teachers and some of your 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 classmates? Because, I mean, you guys weren't even in the same building until, like you said, halfway through the through the school year. Right. I honestly didn't. And I got and I showed I start the way that I started the year. I started showing a side that I rarely show, which is like 
my inner shy, shy side. Like, mm-hmm. I rarely show that to anyone. <laughs> and uh, it was like going first day of preschool all over again. What the freak is this right here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, in high school, it's difficult. Now, you had a, a added extra layer because... You uh, are you are you are uh, an athlete, so you played on on the basketball team. Do you do you did you ever feel like maybe your team wasn't as connected because you didn't have as much? Like I know for me, I played football. I didn't play basketball in high school. I played football and baseball, and I know for me, a lot of the team building, yeah, it was done at practice. It was done games and everything but some of it was also done just interacting throughout the day at school like if you had one class with somebody like you guys already knew each other from being on the team so you kind of had that connection there do you think like your team was kind of disconnected because you guys didn't have that same in the school feel uh it was like it was kind of like mixed like throughout games and like practice we turn up but then for me i have classes with none of my teammates i had class with none of my teammates so it's kind of like hard to just into the rhythm apart mm-hmm. from like last year where i can actually hang out with them that makes sense that makes sense now since when school came back towards the end of the year you went half time for a while and then by the end you were going back full time um did, did that awkwardness that you said that you felt initially in that shyness did that go away by the end of the school year it definitely, it definitely did and i think re- really basketball really helped me with that too like it helped, it kind of it really helped me bust out my shell again. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and too, like, I you went through a huge growth spurt between the end of middle school and the beginning of high school. I always talk about it, like literally. I believe, and I don't, I don't want to get to embellishing, but you grew close to a foot over last summer, right? I, I think I did. Yeah, and so, like, <laughs> so then to think that like not I'm about to be shack over here exactly not only did some of your people that you went to school with before you basically went almost a whole year without seeing because the end of middle school to the beginning of high school you guys weren't in class in in person so no. like how how shocked was some of your friends to see you when when high school came back to see how much you had grown in that year jaw, jaw dropping they were just saying like who the frick is this kid right here yeah, and so when I started high school, I know for me, I didn't have the facial hair. I, it was sophomore year for me, but I knew everybody looked so old. Like, all the seniors looked so old to me when I started high school. <laughs> them boys and you ancient. Pro- and you probably looked older than some of them because, of A, your height, your size, and then the facial. You have a damn beard, son. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is that about? I honestly have no idea. And I remember, like, first year of uh, high school, people thought I was – a junior or senior. That's crazy. <laughs> and then one time I'm actually a freshman. They're just sitting here like, man, this dude lying. <laughs> this dude lying. He ain't no freaking 15 year old. So, uh, you're my oldest. You're my oldest. Uh, and the I, original. The, the original yes, the project. OG. OG. That's, that's your new nickname, OG, since your, your cousin stole your nickname, Zay. We're going to start just calling you OG. But, um, I tell me if you agree or disagree with this. I feel like you become more like me the older you get, and it's it's freaky. Not only do you look exactly like me, you walk it's just, like me. This, it's you talk just the skin like tone. This is different. That's yeah, the only the skin difference. Skin tone is different, but like even even like your sense of humor. I know I'm I'm more of a reserved person now, and I've had to grow into that as an adult. But like I don't know if Grandpa or Nona have told you. Like as a kid, your sense of humor was the exact same way I am. Like the goofiness, the making everything into a joke. Like 
and I, like for me, I, for me, the reason I was like that is that I think that was my that was my way of standing out because I had a bunch of siblings. You you <laughs> you have a bunch too, but you're yes. the oldest. Um, like, do you do you feel like because your your sense of humor is you? You are very much you and your own person. And the one thing that I will say that I love about you is that you are comfortable in your own skin, and that's something that even people my age sometimes struggle with truly being comfortable in every situation they are. So, like, do you feel like that's why people are drawn to you? Because, I like, I know some people, sometimes people say, like, you're more personable than me. And I don't necessarily think that's true. But I think that people are more drawn to you than than they are me now because, like, you're just you. I'm, I'm, I'm standoffish. I don't trust nobody when they first pop up. But you invite everybody in as, like, family initially. And you ha- And you have this welcoming spirit to where you just want people to feel comfortable. So that, like that's always been my personality. Yeah, always has been. Always, and I love, and I love it, love that about you because I don't have that because I don't like people. So uh, <laughs> no, let me stop. <laughs> and and like your creative side starting to come out. So like, um, and that's one of the things that I am just so proud of uh, of you and that we're alike and that we're we're alike in, but it came naturally. And that is like seeing you start your YouTube channel and like started from. Your camera phone to like a webcam to like now you have a camera that you got for your birthday. Shout out to dad. By the way, I got a shameless plug. Oh, thank you. Thank you. But it's it's just funny how like I found my creativity literally the year I turned 30. You're finding it now at at really you found it at 13, 14 years old. You're 15 now. And like when you when you see that and you see that we've kind of learned it at the same time and have you realized that like i was on youtube the same time you popped up on youtube we never even talked about it it's funny like so do you ever look at like what i do and then uh, or like i want to do that too or has it always just been kind of your own thing oh when 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 i first started it was it was started off like that and then i just went i just started doing my own thing now yeah like 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 we were talking about earlier my um friendly personality and uh that opening I just decided to use that as a. I just decided to use that into into YouTube. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's definitely worked out for you so far too. That's that's the so thing. Far. Like, um, to see you doing like the challenges and the <laughs> the hot chip challenge and yep. stuff like that is like this uh, boy. Number one, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> not not anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the questions I asked you the first time you were on the podcast. This was. Years ago. Years ago. Years ago. I think it was like my, my fifth episode. So that would have put it like almost four years ago. So you would have been like 11 or 12. Um, I asked you, is it difficult with the fact that I kind of have higher expectations from you guys than a lot of probably the people, the, the kids your same age, right? And that's because I see I see what you guys are capable of. And all of you, all four of you are smart as hell. You catch on to everything quick. Like I can't stress that enough how quickly you guys catch on to stuff that I'm just like, it would have took me years to figure that out. Um, <laughs> but now as you are really becoming a man, a young man, um, and th- I swear people, anyone who's listened to this, I'm not just saying this because he's my son. You will literally hold the door open for somebody who's still in the parking lot just because you see them coming. <laughs> and like, like there a lot of people your age don't hold doors open, unfortunately, and stuff like that. Like, has that ever has any has that ever kind of made you feel awkward amongst people the same age as you that you have kind of a, a more old school sensibility? You open doors, you walk your mama to places still, like you protect women. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm gonna do that in my thirties. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> do you 
Does, but does it ever, does, does, has, have you ever, has your friends or the same people your age ever asked you, like, dude, what are you doing? Not that I remember, to be honest. Okay. They probably had, like, that look, but I don't remember them asking. Well, I have a bad memory, so I don't know. <laughs> I got the I got the Dory mentality over here. <laughs> uh, and so we we you live in St. Louis still. I'm in Columbus. Um, and I remember when I told you I was moving to Columbus, you busted out in tears, and it literally was the hardest thing in the move. I feel like I'm, I made that move because it put me in a better position to provide for you guys, even though it kind of unfortunately had me move states away um we've now it's been it'll be it has been it was four years at the end of may since since that happened yeah it's been four years already since that since i moved out here and remember initially i thought i was only gonna be out for like a year or two and it's just um (laughs) (laughs) but uh how how what was that process like for you for real? And I know you don't like talking about emotional stuff because you're xavier and you're the oldest and you gotta be strong for your siblings and everything but like how hard was that trend? And I, and when I when we when I first moved, I think I created this unrealistic expectation because I was still coming back to St. Louis like almost every weekend, and unfortunately, like that. Then the pandemic, the pan, I was still seeing you probably like what once every couple of months I would come, and then you spend the whole summer out here. But then the pandemic happened, and literally from summer to summer, I basically didn't see you unfortunately because of just everything that was going on. Um, and that was the longest stretch we ever went without seeing each other. COVID literally just talk- COVID literally just put the uh, Great Wall of China exactly right into the middle exactly. of that. But but this is why I like to say that like it, it's parenting is more than just being there. Like even though I wasn't able to physically see you face to face, I was very present. We talk all the time. We text. Um, even though you don't call me back. Uh, since you get turned into a teenager, since you're Mr. Popular. <laughs> so, but, um, <laughs> so what happened was. Is <laughs> but um, nonetheless, with that, it's like, how how difficult was that transition for you, really? Uh, I, I actually haven't thought of that since the move. I, I, I feel like it's cliche, but as first it started pretty difficult. Uh-huh. But as but as I saw seeing you more often. Kind of just is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we... We we work it out as a family. Um, and I think the jo- the Johnson way over here. That's how we do it over here. <laughs> I think we uh, it's gonna go back to to more what it was before the pandemic now because I'm especially with basketball. I'm gonna be all in your butt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it just um, and it sucked. And I just you know I'm sorry because for me it, that was one of the most difficult decisions I've ever had to make as a father because it's like all right. Do I stay in the city where I'm not flourishing at? And I'm technically unhappy because the job market there sucks ass. Um, <laughs> or, and, and it affected the way I'm able to provide for you. Or do I move? And that's why I'm glad that I did. It's not like I moved half the country away. Like it's a five and a half hour drive, three hours if your mom meets me halfway. So it's not that big of a deal um, that way. But it's just like I went from literally seeing you all throughout the week and every other weekend to I was gonna say at one point it was like once every, every other day, right? Well, yeah, yeah. Like I, Monday we, we I was had, with mom, then you, and then it just yeah, kept we, going. It count, so your mom had you Mondays, I had you Tuesday and Wednesday, and she had you Thursday, and then we alternated Friday through the weekend, depending on whoever had you that weekend. Um, yeah, so that's how we did it for the longest, and it, and it was it was great. Um, being able to split fifty fifty and have you there, um, and it sucks that that. It can't happen now, but what I will say, and this is why anybody who's listening to this, it is important to maintain a good, healthy co-parenting relationship because me and your mom have a great co-parenting relationship. Mm-hmm. 
And even though... Um, you can't be making those noises around black people. We can take off on that. Hold on. We're going to take a pause. <laughs> Hello? Hey. Look, you scared Leo, too. All right. Yeah, my pretzel and pizza rolls is what I'll do. Mm, not the pizza rolls. That sounds good. Oh. Okay, cool beans. It's even easier. All righty, cool beans. All right, bye. But yeah, that's that's why it is important to maintain a good, healthy, co-parent relationship to where you guys can communicate because me and your mom communicate about things with you, what you need, um, coordinating who's going to get you when and where and stuff like that. Um, and it hasn't always been that way, right? There, were, I, I don't know if you remember or not, but there was a period in time when me and your mama couldn't talk at all. So literally drop off, pick up, and then we wouldn't interact at all. And like that, it, that it, I think it was best for that time because we were getting over not being together, but it was best for you at the time because you didn't get to see your parents arguing. And then we were able to work on our co-parenting relationship. And now we have a, we have a very solid one. Um, like, do I don't have, even remember you guys arguing. And that's good. That's good that you don't because, like, it was it, relatively, it was a short amount of time um, that, that it was that bad and we were able to get it together and, and be better. Um, but, like, the way you've seen the way me and your mom try to work together uh, to help parent you, right? Do you, for any, do you have, hey, do you have any other friends whose parents are together? I know we're like, you go to school in South County, which is predominantly white, and I know they tend to have both their parents. But like, do you have anyone else that you kind of relate to that doesn't ha- that that both their parents aren't still together? The only person that I know for sure is like my boy, my boy Jackson that I've known that I've known since I remember kindergarten. Jackson. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much the only per- other person and that I know you, of. Is it kind of the same situation as yours? Do, do, do you, as far as you know, do their parents kind of work together pretty well? I, I uh. I but no, I remember uh, he said at one point that uh, dad just basically abandoned abandoned them. Oh wow, that that's that's something you will never have to worry about. Thank God, <laughs> because I I refuse. I can't. And that and that's the thing. Like for me, I'm just just like your grandpa. Like I can't imagine living without my children. Like my if I my life without you guys would be fucking horrible. Um, <laughs> so like I couldn't even I couldn't even imagine not seeing you guys and abandoning any of my children. Like I love, I like just. No, I've said this on the podcast before, not to even get mushy. Like, some of my best times as a parent, it's not even me doing anything with you guys. It's literally just listening to you guys interact. Like, you and Lana playing a game and talking stuff to each other. Alan irritating you, and you doing your absolute best not to let him get to you. And I can, and I can hear it in your voice. Um, <laughs> I've had a lot. I'm about to kill him. I'm about to kill him. I'm about to kill him. <laughs> but no, son, I, I, I love you, man, and... I just wanted you on and have a quick conversation with you because it's been so so long and literally like your voice, everything about you in the episode that you were on is so different. We're twins. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, now we're twins. We're saying back then it was so different. Back then it sounded like this. It's good to get. It sounded like this. Like, oh, hi there. It's Mickey Mouse. <laughs> it's just good to get an update for everyone. Um, and you know, uh, tell everyone if you're you're oh, tell them your gaming channel. Shout out your gaming channel so you can get some views. My gaming channel is Xavier O'Shea Gaming. I cannot talk for the last name because I sound like a uh, porky pig. That's it. My gaming channel is Xavier Shea Gaming. And um, my Twitch is Xmen364, I think. Instagram. Instagram. Uh, you want to plug your Instagram or no? I can never remember this. Yeah. <laughs> I, cha- I changed it recently, so I can't remember. It is O'Shea Savage. There you go. All right. And that has been my son, Xavier. Make sure you guys check him out. The Return. 
He's a hoot. If you can't tell from this, he's freaking hilarious. Um, and you know, maybe before you before the summer ends, we'll get an episode with me, you, and all your siblings. That'll be super interesting to see if we can work that out and how that will go. I, I think it'll work out. Alan's well. gonna snitch on everybody. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna be he's gonna go six nine Takashi six nine on everybody. Wow. So, <laughs> I'm sorry, but. All right, that was my boy, my firstborn, uh, my pride and joy. Like, I, I, I love all my kids, and it's just, I think all my, uh, my kids have appeared on the podcast, right? All of them have appeared in different ways, um, and so they all have their own hugely unique and different uh, personalities. No, None of my kids' personalities are quite the same, and, you know, I know you can say that about anyone uh, but they're just really all over the place. And that's what makes this family special. That's what makes my time with them special. Our time our time with each other special is that we just have a unique and crazy bond. And we all balance each other out in different ways. And so, um, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So enough with that. I, I said I was going to be talking about it, And this was something that it was actually going to be the topic, I think, two episodes ago. But, you know, some stuff happened called Audible and that. But I wanted to definitely get to this because it was asked of me. And so I have three weekly podcasts that I do. Uh, four when the film frequency is going on, uh, consistently, and uh, also my brother's keeper, which is kind of whenever me and JB feel like recording that one. But um, on top of that, uh, my short films, uh, my photography business, my full time job, and me being a parent. And so, like, someone asked, how do I stay? How do I not get burnt out in doing this? And my answer to how I don't get burnt out has always been because I love this, and because everything that I talk about on this podcast and on each podcast are things that. I'd already be having conversations about that, whether it was a podcast or not. So that's always been kind of my pointers on how to like pick your topic with your podcast and to avoid uh, getting burnt out. And you, I, I, I've never felt burnt out of this. I've been tired just from life. And there's been times where, you know, I've, I've just been tired, but never burnt out. There's never been a time where this podcast has been a struggle for me. Um, but I want I, that's not really a way to quantify it. Right. It's, it's hard to tell someone, well, just pick what you love. And it like. It'll never be that. So I had to sit back and this made me internalize it more than just like, yes, all the things are things that I love talking about. But why, 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 why is it that that helps me avoid burnout? Right. And I think the first tip tip that I want to give is if you feel yourself starting to lack in inspiration, if you feel yourself starting to get burnt out, it's the first find a way to reignite that inspiration. Whatever you started, you started your podcast for a reason. You started your vlog for a reason. You started it all for a reason. There was a passion usually and hopefully behind that. And so sometimes you need to find a way to reignite that. And then, you know, the rest of this is kind of going to all benefit. This one is find a way to reignite that inspiration. And for me to, to talk about it for me specifically and how it affects me, I think me doing so many different podcasts, I think for me, um, like I said, me doing so many podcasts actually helps me reignite it every time because every topic I do is completely different, right? And so they, they kind of build off each other over the course of the week. Always start off, the Awakening Soul is the first one to drop during the week. And so me talking about the things that gets that creative spirit going in me and then talking about hip hop, more culture stuff on the Breaks Radio, talking about films and movies on, um, on the film frequency, uh, Love, Less, and Badass. So like those are all things that I, they kind of build off each other and they fuel me in different ways. 
But that all comes back to this first partner I'm getting. It's change something, right? So for me, the things that I usually change are the topics that I talk about. It's the different people that I get to interact with on each one of the podcasts that I do because they all have their own cast and all different hosts. Um, and so if and the reason why I say that, and, and for those who, who don't have multiple creative outlets, when I say change something, I mean change find what you do but do it find a different way to do what you usually do whether that's moving your 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 recording space around recording in a different area like most of the time now think a lot of people have laptops recording equipment is usually mobile unless you're recording in the studio that you pay time for but change something in your routine to to get some new inspiration in life like for me you guys know last year i went through a complete remodel of my studio my studio was completely functional the way it was um, but I, that it moving it around and doing it in different ways, I've got more creative in what I do with my intros, what I do in the promo clips, and just a, a, a new breath of creativity in general came into me, and that was because I changed something. That I changed the space that I recorded in. I changed it again recently. It's nothing that you guys will see on this side of the camera, but some stuff on the other side of the camera I changed as well. And so that I know when I when it with changing and moving things around builds new energy, get some new experiences. Outside is open back up for the most part uh, with a, with restrictions, of course, but go out and do something that's going to get your creativity. Go out and do something like new experiences. You will, even if it's not something that aligns with what you talk about in, in podcasting or whatever, those new experiences, it just adds new energy to you. And you you'll be amazed at how that comes back into fueling, fueling your actual creativity. Like, and, and in the promo video of this or in the YouTube video of this, I'm sure I'll cut in or uh, you guys who follow me on, on social media scene, like me and my son got out. We basically went on a hike up the dam and took the drone out and flew it. And like that was a change to my routine. And doing that helps breathe new energy into me. Like and I said it on, on my short film, The Creative, like how going out and taking pictures of me helps prepare my mind to come back into the studio. Like the 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 photo shoot that we did at the Columbus Love Mural and and uh, you know that like the whole time I'm snapping that and when I got back home like my creative juices were flowing so much and that's something that I and, and it benefits me that I have so many different creative lanes because they like I said they all kind of build off of each other um me being able to go out and do photography nailing that shot getting to see the city from a different perspective going out to a different place that I haven't been in the city yet all that stuff helps me come back to the to the awakened soul and keeps my energy high and I avoid burnout like really change something that you're doing doing something the exact same way when you're not feeling inspired or if you're feeling burnout it's not going to to help ignite any change <laughs> it's not going to help you change anything if you do something the same exact way every single time it's really you're just hurting yourself find a way to change it find a way to re record with somebody new find a way to to bring in some new new life and, and interact with some new people. Go out and get some new experiences. Go out and support these other creatives. Interact. Go on a vacation. Go on a trip. Go on a hike. That stuff really does help you keep, keep you inspired because if you're a true creative, everything fuels that creativity. And so once you figure out a way to break up that routine, and this is the next tip, by the way, once you find a way to break up that routine and add some new fire to you, find a way to then work that into your routine. By that, I mean, if you have a park that you can go walking in or hiking in, take a picture in a mountain or a new place to go work out, a new place to go record, um, whether it be outside, whether it be at a brewery, which we've done before, but 
then find a way to work that into your routine. That gives yourself a mental break from the day to day. And I don't mean make it so part of your routine that then that becomes your norm. I just mean like, hey, if you know going on a hike once every three months and getting to the top of that mountain, to the top of that hill, whatever it is, you just you feel refreshed after all that. Find a way to then do that once every six months. Find a way to do that once every three months. Find a way to take a vacation every couple of months. All that stuff is not going to do anything but help you with your creativity and help avoid feeling burnout. And then uh, the, the, next, the next one, drop what doesn't stick. Like I think as creative, sometimes we get so caught up in, it's, especially if we're finding success. You'll, it's, this, this plagues people who are successful being a creative more, more than anything is that we get caught up in holding on or keeping something the same because we feel like it's working or we feel like it's such a big part of the show that if we stop doing it, it's going to be missed. Listen, everything that you're going to do is not going to stick. Everything that you do is not hell. I could bring it back to me. I used to have the stupid idiot of the week. And while it was funny, while some people loved it, while I love doing it, I really feel like that part of the podcast started to become forced. And so I may bring it back in a different way. Like if I just see something somebody's doing, I may hit that sound effect, the stupid idiot of the week and, and just bring that back. But like I dropped it being a reoccurring segment because it really, yeah, it broke it up some, but it didn't break it up in a way that felt organic to what the con rest of the content of the podcast was. So I dropped it. And so we got to, as creatives, you can't be afraid to drop things and find new things. If you drop what's not sticking, that means you have to bring something in to replace it. And guess what? That gets that creative juices flowing. And you're not going to feel burnout if you're trying to figure out something new. At least I don't think you will. I won't. Um, so that's one of the things um, with that. And then last one, you can't sit still and try to force creativity. That's the one thing like, that I always say is like, it's different when you're a content commentator, right? Meaning that everything that you produce is 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 comment, commenting on somebody else's creative work, like with the film frequency, right? I have to sit still and watch the movie, so that does force my creative with that. But I'm saying, like, as a true creative, somebody who's trying new things, somebody that is trying to build, whether it's build something out that hasn't been done before or do it in a unique way, you can't sit still to force that creativity. You can't sit in front of a computer and in front of a mic and just think you're going to force this creative spurt, this creative streak, this creative gene. You can't do that. You have to get up. You have to move around. You got to get the fuck up out of, out of the crib, right? You got you to do these things to help to help reignite that creativity because if you sit down, if you're sitting down in the studio, if you're sitting down in your chair trying to write out your episodes or whatever else and you just sit there and think you're going to fight through it to force it i'm sure that works for some people but for it's not going to work for every creative sometimes you got to get up you got to get out you got to do something um <laughs> wait that's a that's a song is that a lyric that i just I, that was not intentional people i promise you that was not intentional oh um, but you gotta you gotta you gotta add some new experiences man you can't you can't force the creative gene um, you can't force that creative mind. Some of the, some of the, I get inspired by some of the weirdest shit that you guys that literally will have nothing at all to do with what the fuck I'm talking about that week. But because I got out, because I did something different, um, it, it helps keep me fueled. It helps me avoid burnout. I, I can't stress enough, especially for me. I know having kids is an adventure every goddamn day. So I think for me, like sometimes some of the things that I, that I'm doing with my kids just helps me stay really focused um and creative but you got to find what works for you you got to you got to get out and try new things um and do things in different ways you you're never going to force yourself into a creative breakthrough right sometimes you have to allow that to come us as creatives as like especially since I'm a, a photographer and filmmaker now I, 
some of the, the inspiration that I find can't be from just sitting down saying, I'm going to write a film today. And this is, then I'm going to go out and record. No, it has to be like going down to the short North of the arts, arts district here and walking around, seeing some graffiti, seeing people interact on the street and like me building out like what that whole interaction was. And then I could turn it into a story or a short, like you got to get out. You can't force the creativity. Sometimes you have to let it come to you. And that's something that I've said before. You're always a creative. A true creative is always creating in some shape, form, or fashion, whether you realize you're doing it or not. And so sometimes when you try to force it, you're really just putting yourself in, put in another block there where go out, go do something different. Uh, this podcasting thing, whether you make money at doing it or you don't, whether you want this to eventually be your full time career or you don't, whether whatever it is, you have to be able to get up, get up and let that creativity um come to you sometimes and i and i and i feel like as a creative that may sound bad what do you mean let the creative don't you aren't you supposed to be creating like it, you got the inspiration staying inspired and stay, and staving off burnout especially in a, in a time where if you're talking about deep stuff sometimes like i do here or if you're commenting on politics or out in the world like the world can be a fucking depressing place right if you if you look out and you're taking so much in and that can bog you down that alone can cause some form of burnout but if you're getting those new experiences, it's not just sitting there and letting that dictate what you create. You'll be really surprised at how far, how passionate and how all this stuff goes. And overall, like, I'm glad that this 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 topic was asked of me. I'm glad that it's something that somebody was brought to me because, you know, I, I it made me think in a different way. Right. And again, that helped fuel my fuel my creativity, because I've always said with Berna, hey, I, I proudly say I've never gotten burnt out. But I've never really stopped to think, why is that? Why is the exact reasons why I do so many different creative things each and every week? And then I work on things for other creatives and shit. Like, why is it that I never get burnt? Or why is it that I never get tired of this? It's easy just to say it's my passion. And it is. This is very much my passion. Filmmaking is my passion. Photography is my passion. They are all my passions. And I get to do them now and generate some income. But I get to do the things that I love daily. And so... Why is it that I'm not getting burnt out by doing these things? What is it that's keeping me from feeling that burnout? And really, it just comes to the things that I listed out here. I change things all the time, whether it's in my house, whether it's in my studio, whether it's in my life, whether it's going to get out and get new experience. I grew up in Europe, so like change is nothing for me. I love change. I love something that makes me feel different. I love something that makes me think different. So I go out and seek those things that that change something in my life. Um. And then break up my routine. Like I always say, like, yes, the planning out of episodes, the recording of episodes, that routine I'm st I'm stuck in. But how I do those can be different. There was a time where for a while there I was recording the little promo clips. I was going outside and doing something or I was going outside and like, yeah, filming something where there was it was something. And what I was doing there is I was changing that routine. I was breaking up the routine. Yeah. Part of the routine is releasing an episode. Part of the routine is re releasing a promo clip. But how I do those things, how I go about filming those change how i go about um getting my inspiration for those change and then like working working that into my routine just go over the list again like I, I i have to get out like i have to like i have to travel me traveling being in new york soon all this stuff it adds to my experiences it adds to my creativity because i get a new energy from that uh from every city that i go to um and people that i interact with there and drop things that don't stick that that i'm the one thing that i'm glad i have with the awakened soul uh, or overall in general is that i'm not afraid to drop anything the reason why love less and bad so hasn't been released in a while 
Reason why I love Less and Bad at Soul originally changed co-host the first time. Because you have to do something sometimes. And, and, and it may not always be popular. It may not always get the best uh, reaction. But you have to do things that are going to keep you in, engaged and keep you inspired in what you do day to day. And then not force creative ideas. I And that's something that, honestly, I think when I first started The Awakening Soul, I did used to try to force them. By that, what, what I mean by how I used to try to force it is I felt I had to have a guest on every single episode. Go back and listen to the first year and a half of The Awakened Soul. I, I had to have a guest. I thought I had to have a guest on every single episode. And what that was really doing is that was me relying on the energy that they brought in to change things around it, where, it, it, like, over since that time, the two and a half years since then, because we're almost at a four-year anniversary, the two and a half years since then, really, it's more episodes with me solo than recording with somebody. And it's been, and I've had the, my most successful years in doing that. And that doesn't mean that I don't enjoy collaborating with other creators. It doesn't mean that, I, that I'm not going to be bringing them on. I absolutely am. There are absolutely going to be guests on this podcast. Hell, my son was a guest this week. So it's not that I'm ever, I feel like I have to do a solo, but I don't feel like I have to have a guest either. And so I was, that, that's what I was, that was a crutch that I was using. That was something that I was using to still maintain this idea of me being an introvert was me like, it was me like using these guests to really kind of bring the energy and change it up. Whereas like, I feel like since I, I made, I, it was a click in my head that I decided, you know what? I'm not going to have a guest for a month. I'm not going to do it. And the, 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 what how i grew as a as a host in that month really just kept me passionate and it, it made me realize no i am kind of i'm good at this i'm really good at this um and then i i use that to challenge myself into now sometimes i have my episodes where i will literally say you know what i'm not going to write out I'm, i may write what the what the one topic is but i'm not going to do my bullet points i'm going to let it all come out off the top of my head and some of my best down or most downloaded episodes are episodes that little to some people that know that I didn't know what I was going to say before I, was, I clicked on record. And so that was a muscle that I had to build. Um, and that you got to find for me, for me too, like staying inspired as a creator, staying inspired in anything that I do. That's my job. That's me as a parent. That's me as a, as a, as a human is I have to always feel a challenge. I have to always feel challenged by whatever it is that I'm doing. If I don't feel challenged, if I feel stagnant, then I start getting bored and I start getting lazy with it. So I always have to find new challenges. Then I build new challenges for myself. And maybe that's something I need to add to the list is making new challenges for yourself. New, Not just milestones. Milestones, I look at as different. Like milestones are, are, are results of the things that you do create, creatively. For me, it's like find a new challenge and an obstacle for yourself if you don't already have them. Like there's so many obstacles that just come into being a creative that you don't really necessarily have to have to make your own at first sometimes. But like, Live shows for me, a short film for me, like these are all things that I challenged myself to do and I, and I made happen um, because I wanted to challenge myself as a filmmaker, as a photographer. I, I, I have to feel new challenges in everything that I do. Otherwise, the moment that I feel like I master anything, I kind of drop it. And that's just the God's honest truth. I don't know if that sounds toxic or not, but that's the truth. So I have to find and build myself new challenges and not just milestones, not a download number like I, can, I feel like I can get to almost any download number that I set my mind to by promoting different or whatever else or, you know, paid promotion or whatever else. I, you can get to that number. But what you can't get is the satisfaction. Satis, is that right? Did I say that right? You can't get that by a download number, at least not for me. At, to me, it's like, all right, can I record an episode without writing down a topic? Can I record uh, an episode with a guest with just us sitting down shooting the breeze? And can I pull 
can I pull the, a great interview out of somebody that I've never met before we started talking? Or somebody like when Matt was on. I, I put Matt in a position like, that's my cousin. That's my family. But we never really had a conversation like that at, at that depth. And so that was a new challenge for me. Can I get this out of this man? Can, I, can, can, can me and my cousin have a great conversation about music with Corey being here from Socially Unacceptable, who him and Matt had never met before? So it's like, can I organize that? Always set new challenges for yourself, new obstacles for yourself. And I think once you start doing these things, if you apply these things, it can help you avoid burnout. And I'm not saying that even doing everything that I listed is necessarily going to stop burnout for you or keep you inspired, but hopefully it helps. If you feel inspired by this, if this list has helped you, if hearing me talk and sometimes ramble on has helped you, please never f f f be afraid to reach out to me at the Awakened Soul Pod. Um, theawakensoulpod at gmail.com if you want to email email us um, at CEO Hayes, CEO H-A-I-Z-E if you want to reach out to me personally if you also want to leave a voicemail 614-547-2039 that's it this week came in I did my fucking job shout out to my baby shout out to Xavier uh, like I told him we'll make sure that I'm going to try to get all kids on here and who knows how chaotic uh, uh, interview or conversation is going to be with me and all the kids matter of fact I, I think I just got some inspiration for that because we always play Uno. We get super competitive and chatty when we play Uno. So maybe, maybe I'll just record us, get out the camera. Maybe we'll live stream it of us just doing a family game night and having conversations, kicking it, talking it. Um, so maybe that's what we'll do. Right, yeah, see? See, inspiration just come just like that. But this has been The Awakened Soul Podcast. I love each and every one of you guys. I know I say that every week, but I truly mean that you guys support me uh, so much. And you keep me, you help keep me inspired as well. I don't want to go without saying that. But um yeah, make sure you're following us. Make sure you're reaching out, engaging. Um, this has been it. I'll see you lovely and beautiful people next week. Or you may see me midweek because me and Xavier have already went to the movie theater twice since he's been here. And so we'll probably do some some family movie reviews, which we used to do more often. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, but I, I'm rambling. I'm rambling. We're out this bitch. I love you guys. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.